This is evening prayer for Friday, March 5th, Friday in the second week of Lent. Open, Lord, my mouth to bless thy holy name. Cleanse also my heart from all vain, evil, and wandering thoughts. Enlighten my understanding and enkindle my affections, that I may sing this office worthily, attentively, and devoutly, and so be meet to be heard in the presence of thy divine majesty, through Christ our Lord. Amen. O Lord, in union with that divine intention wherewith thou thyself didst render thy praises to God on earth, I desire to offer this my hour of prayer unto thee, who livest and reignest world without end. Amen. O Lord, open thou our lips, and our mouth shall show forth thy praise. O God, make speed to save us. O Lord, make haste to help us. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Praise ye the Lord. The Lord's name be praised. O Jesu Christ, from thee began this healing for the soul of man. By fasting sought, by fasting found, through forty days of yearly round, that he who fell from high delight, born down to sensual appetite, by dint of stern control may rise to climb the hills of paradise. Therefore behold thy church, O Lord, in grace of penitence accord to all who seek with generous tears renewal of their wasted years. Forgive the sin that we have done, forgive the course that we have run, and show henceforth an evil day thyself our succor and our stay. Now let every heart prepare, by sacrifice of fast and prayer, to keep with joy magnifical the solemn Easter festival. Father and Son and Spirit bless, to thee be every prayer addressed, who art in threefold name adored, from age to age, the only Lord. Amen. The Lord is my light and my salvation, whom then shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life, of whom then shall I be afraid? When the wicked, even mine enemies and foes, came upon me to eat up my flesh, they stumbled and fell to the ground. Though an host of men were encamped against me, yet shall not my heart be afraid. And though they rose up war against me, yet will I put my trust in him. One thing have I desired of the Lord that I long for, even that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, to behold the fair beauty of the Lord, and to seek him in his temple. For in the time of trouble he shall hide me in his shadow. Yea, in the secret place of his dwelling shall he hide me, and set me upon a rock of stone. And now shall he lift up mine head above mine enemies round about me. Therefore will I offer in his dwelling an oblation with great gladness. I will sing and speak praises unto the Lord. Hearken unto my voice, O Lord, when I cry unto thee. Have mercy upon me and hear me. My heart hath talked with thee. Seek ye my face, thy face, Lord, will I seek. 
O hide not thou thy face from me, nor cast thy servants away in displeasure. Thou hast been my succor. Leave me not, neither forsake me, O God of my salvation, though my father and my mother forsake me. The Lord taketh me up. Teach me thy way, O Lord, and lead me in the right way because of mine enemies. Deliver me not over into the will of mine adversaries. For there are false witnesses risen up against me, and such as breathe out cruelty. I believe verily to see the goodness of the Lord, even in the land of the living. O wait for the Lord, be strong, and let thine heart take courage. And put thou thy trust in the Lord. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Unto thee do I cry, O Lord, my rock, be not deaf to my prayer. Lest if thou answer not, I become like them that go down into the grave. Hear the voice of my humble petitions when I cry unto thee. I hold up my hands toward thy holy sanctuary. Cast me not away with the ungodly and wicked doers, who speak friendly to their neighbors, but devise mischief in their hearts. Requite them according to their deeds, and according to the wickedness of their doings. Recompense them after the work of their hands. Pay them that they have deserved, for they regard not in their mind the acts of the Lord, nor the operation of his hands. Therefore shall he break them down and not build them up. The Lord's name be praised. For he hath heard the voice of my humble petitions. The Lord is my strength and my shield. My heart hath trusted in him, and I am helped. Therefore my heart danceth for joy, and in my song will I praise him. The Lord is the strength of his people, and he is a sure refuge for his anointed. O save thy people, and give thy blessing unto thine inheritance. Be thou their shepherd, and carry them forever. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Ascribe to the Lord, O ye hosts of heaven. Ascribe unto the Lord glory and strength. Ascribe unto the Lord the honor due unto his name. Worship the Lord in raiment of holiness. The voice of the Lord is upon the waters. It is the glorious God that maketh the thunder, even the Lord upon the great waters. The voice of the Lord is mighty in operation. The voice of the Lord is a glorious voice. The voice of the Lord breaketh the cedar trees. Yea, the Lord breaketh the cedars of Lebanon. 
he maketh them also to skip like a calf. Lebanon also, and Syrian like young oxen. The voice of the Lord divideth the lightning. The voice of the Lord shaketh the wilderness. Yea, the Lord shaketh the wilderness of Kadesh. The voice of the Lord maketh the hinds to be in travail, and the goats to bring forth before their time. In his temple do all cry glory. The Lord sitteth above the water flood. The Lord sitteth as king forever. The Lord shall give strength unto his people. The Lord shall give his people the blessing of peace. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Here beginneth the 25th verse of the second chapter of the letter of blessed Paul to the Romans. Circumcision indeed is of value if you obey the law, but if you break the law, your circumcision becomes uncircumcision. So if a man who is uncircumcised keeps the precepts of the law, will not his uncircumcision be regarded as circumcision? Then those who are physically uncircumcised, but keep the law, will condemn you who have written the code and circumcision, but break the law. For he is not a real Jew who is one outwardly, nor is true circumcision something external and physical. He is a Jew who is one inwardly, and real circumcision is a matter of the heart, spiritual, and not literal. His praise is not from men, but from God. Then what advantage has the Jew, or what is the value of circumcision? Much in every way, to begin with, the Jews are entrusted with the oracles of God. What if some were unfaithful? Does their faithlessness nullify the faithfulness of God? By no means. Let God be true, though every man be false, as it is written, that thou mayest be justified in thy works and prevail when thou art judged. But if, in our, but if our wickedness serves to show the justice of God, what shall we say? That God is unjust to inflict wrath on us? I speak in a human way. By no means. For then how could God judge the world? But if through my falsehood God's truthfulness abounds to his glory, why am I still being condemned as a sinner? And why not do evil that good may come? as some people slanderously charge us with saying, their condemnation is just. What then? Are we Jews any better off? No, not at all. For I have already charged that all men, both Jews and Greeks, are under the power of sin. As it is written, none is righteous, no, not one. No one understands, no one seeks for God. All have turned aside, together they have gone wrong, no one does good, not even one. Their throat is an open grave. They use their tongues to deceive. The venom of asps is under their lips. 
Their mouth is full of curse and bitterness. Their feet are swift to shed blood in their paths of ruin and misery, and the way of peace they do not know. There is no fear of God before their eyes. Here endeth the first lesson. When they sought to lay hands on Jesus, they feared the multitude, for the people counted him as a prophet. My soul doth magnify the Lord, and my spirit hath rejoiced in God my Savior, for he hath regarded the lowliness of his handmaiden. For behold, from henceforth all generations shall call me blessed. For he that is mighty hath magnified me, and holy is his name, and his mercy is on them that fear him throughout all generations. He hath showed strength with his arm, he hath scattered the proud in the imagination of their hearts. He hath put down the mighty from their seat, and hath exalted the humble and meek. He hath filled the hungry with good things, and the rich he hath sent empty away. He, remembering his mercy, hath hope in his servant Israel, as he promised to our forefathers Abraham and his seed forever. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. When they sought to lay hands on Jesus, they feared the multitude, for the people counted him as a prophet. Here beginneth the thirtieth verse of the fifth chapter of the Gospel according to John. Jesus said to the Jews, I can do nothing on my own authority. As I hear, I judge, and my judgment is just, because I seek not my own will, but the will of him who sent me. If I bear witness to myself, my testimony is not true. There is another who bears witness to me, and I know that the testimony which he bears to me is true. You sent to John, and he has borne witness to the truth. Not that the testimony which I receive is from man, but I say this, that you may be saved. He was a burning and shining lamp, and you were willing to rejoice for a while in his light. But the testimony which I have is greater than that of John. For the works which the Father has granted me to accomplish, these very works which I am doing, bear me witness that the Father has sent me. And the Father who sent me has himself borne witness to me. His voice you have never heard, his form you have never seen, and you do not have his word abiding in you, for you do not believe him whom he has sent. You search the scriptures, because you think that in them you have eternal life, and it is they that bear witness to me, yet you refuse to come to me that you may have life. I do not receive glory from men, but I know that you have not the love of God within you. I have come in my Father's name, and you do not receive me. If another comes in his own name, him you will receive. How can you believe who receive glory from one another and do not seek the glory that comes from the only God? Do not think that I shall accuse you to the Father. It is Moses who accuses you on whom you have set your hope. If you believed Moses, you would believe me, for he wrote of me. But if you do not believe his writings, how will you believe my words? 
here endeth the second lesson. Lord, now lettest thou thy servant depart in peace according to thy word. For mine eyes have seen my salvation, which thou hast prepared before the face of all people, to be a light to lighten the Gentiles, and to be the glory of thy people Israel. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Ghost, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead, he ascended into heaven, and sitteth on the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Ghost, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. The Lord be with you, and with thy spirit. Let us pray. Lord, have mercy upon us. Christ, have mercy upon us. Lord, have mercy upon us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Amen. O Lord, show thy mercy upon us, and grant us thy salvation. O Lord, save the state, and mercifully hear us when we call upon thee. Endue thy ministers with righteousness, and make thy chosen people joyful. O Lord, save thy people, and bless thine inheritance. Give peace in our time, O Lord, because there is none other that fighteth for us, but only thou, O God. O God, make clean our hearts within us, and take not thy Holy Spirit from us. Almighty God, who showest to them that be in error the light of thy truth, to the intent that they may return into the way of righteousness, grant unto all them that are admitted into the fellowship of Christ's religion, that they may eschew those things that are contrary to their profession, and follow all such good things as are agreeable to the same. Almighty and everlasting God, who hatest nothing that thou hast made, and dost forgive the sins of all them that are penitent, create and make in us new and contrite hearts, that we, worthily lamenting our sins and acknowledging our wretchedness, may obtain of thee, the God of all mercy, perfect remission and forgiveness. Through Jesus Christ, thy Son, our Lord, who liveth and reigneth with thee, and the unity of the Holy Ghost, ever one God, world without end. Amen. O God, from whom all holy desires, all good counsels, and all just works do proceed, give unto thy servants that peace which the world cannot give, that both our hearts may be set to obey thy commandments, and also that by thee, we, being defended from the fear of our enemies, may pass our time in rest and quietness through the merits of Jesus Christ, our Savior. Amen. Lighten our darkness, we beseech thee, O Lord, and by thy great mercy defend us from all perils and dangers of this night, 
for the love of thy only Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. From the rule of Saint Benedict, we read chapter 28 of those who, through, who though often corrected, will not amend. If any brother, though often corrected for some, for some offense, and even excommunicated, do not amend, let him receive more severe correction, that is to say, let the punishment of the rod be administered to him. But if even so he do not amend, or perchance, which God forbid, being puffed up with pride, would even defend his deeds, then let the abbot follow the procedure of a prudent physician. Having applied the fomentations and ointments of his exhortations, having used the medicine of the Holy Scriptures, and last of all to the cautery of excommunication and the strokes of the rod, then if he see that all his trouble is of no avail, let him employ a greater thing still, namely the prayers of himself and of all the brethren that God who can do all things, may effect the cure of the sick brother. But if he be not healed even in this way, then let the abbot use the knife of amputation. As the, as the apostle saith, banish the offender from your company. And again, if the unbeliever depart, let him depart, lest one diseased sheep contaminate the whole flock. Lord Jesus Christ, who has built thy church upon the foundation of the apostles and prophets, mercifully grant that building upon thee the chief cornerstone with beauty and substance, we may raise at St. Timothy's a faithful people in the holy temple to thy glory. May we in generations yet to come learn to praise thee more and more in spirit and in truth. Amen. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the fellowship of the Holy Ghost be with us all evermore. Amen. The Lord be with you, and with thy spirit. Let us bless the Lord. Thanks be to God. May the souls of the faithful, through the mercy of God, rest in peace. Amen. Ave Regina Celorum, Ave Domina Angelorum, Salve Radix, Salve Porta. Exquamunda, exquamunda lux est orta. Gaudi Virgo Gloriosa, Super Omnis Speciosa. Vale, o valde, decora, et pro nobis Christum ex ora. Hail, Queen of Heaven, hail, Mistress of the Angels, hail, root and gate from which the light of the world was born. Rejoice, glorious Virgin, fairest of all. Fare thee well, most beautiful, and pray for us to Christ. Vouchsafe that I may praise thee, O sacred Virgin. Give me strength against thine enemies. Let us pray. We beseech thee, O Lord, mercifully to support us in our weakness, that like as we do now commemorate Blessed Mary, ever-Virgin Mother of God, so by the help of her intercession we may die to our former sins and rise again to newness of life. Through the same Christ our Lord. Amen. May the divine assistance remain with us always. Amen. To God most holy in his divine majesty of trinity and unity, to Jesus Christ, our Lord and God, made man and crucified for us, to blessed Mary, ever-Virgin, from whose glorious purity he took flesh, and to the entire company of the saints of God in heaven, be praise, honor, power, and glory from every creature on earth, and likewise to us sinners, 
May there be full remission of all our sins throughout all ages, world without end. 